Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Jack Panda, and I bring you episode 76 of my daily audio vlog series. For those of you that are new, this is an unedited raw flow of thoughts and feelings. Sometimes takes us to insightful places. Other times, unfortunately, the rambling takes us nowhere. That's the risk of embracing the unknown. Today you're gonna to have to excuse, there's a little bit of a breeze, sometimes wind, that you might hear in the audio, but it should be pretty clear. Um, so, there it goes. So today, what's on my mind? We have setting boundaries when relating. How hard is it when someone's talking to you and you don't really wanna to talk to them anymore? Or let alone that, you don't want to listen to them anymore. You want to find a way to politely say, I'm not really interested in what you have to say, can you let me go? Or can I, yeah, just turn you down and say, you know, you don't want to make someone feel bad, right? You don't want to feel that what they're saying isn't interesting, you don't want them to feel uh, rejected, blah, blah, blah. But then in that moment, you're disrespecting yourself. If you really feel that you'd need to be doing something else, you'd rather be doing something else, you're actually maybe late for something. You know, sometimes someone's talking to you and you're actually late for a meeting or late for an appointment, whatever but you still find it hard to say, uh, I've got to go, I've got an appointment, I'm going to be late. And obviously, as soon as you say that, they're like, oh, shit, sorry, yeah, of course, sorry for keeping you. Um, people just get carried away. I mean, look at me. I can talk every day for 10 minutes easily, ramble on and on, you know, and you're choosing to listen to this, but imagine if you were here with me right now, listening to everything I have to say. Maybe at some point you get the feeling that, nah, it's not really for me, but I'm talking to you, so how do you find that? How do you find a constructive, polite, nice, non-judgmental way <laughs> to say, mm, not finding what you have to say very interesting, I have better things to do. So that's really, really what's coming up for me right now. I was just having a chat with a friend and he was saying that, you know, he used to be open to everybody and everybody's realities and everybody's, you know, perspective or whatever they have to say which is which has brought him much insight you know into his life he's he take, he's taken a, a lot away from listening to a lot of people but it's got to a point in his life where a lot of what he hears is is more of the same bullshit um in in the good sense of the word <laughs> and that he would rather at this point not waste energy where not needed and be a bit more selective you know selective when it comes to listening to people or relating with people. Because um, when we relate with someone, we can either grow or we can slow down our growth or we can actually go downwards, you know, somehow. How does that happen? I don't know. If you're listening or you're spending time around people that you know are not positive, they're negative, or they're not very constructive, they're not very committed, or they're not, you know, you need to hang around people that are on the sim on a similar wavelength, or at least contrast it to benefit it. But if you if you if you're spending time around people that you know are not productive, they're not responsible, they're not this, they're not that, and you want the opposite, then get out of there. Find people that are interesting to you, people that you resonate with, people that benefit you in your growth and you in theirs. You know, it's a two-way win-win. But if you feel that you're the one giving all the time and you're not receiving anything, not that you should have to receive something, but if you feel that you're in a one-way relationship where you feel like you're giving, giving, and this other person's bringing you down, 
then one, you might need to express that because that might catalyze change in the other person because it might be a long-term friendship, you know? So you don't want to just like turn them down and turn them away and never talk to them again. But, you know, express that truth, express what you're feeling. You know, give them some honest, harsh feedback for them to chew on, um, especially if it's a long-term friend because they will trust, you know, what you have to say. It won't be hard to swallow, especially coming from a good friend but that's what good friends are for, right? Not to just pat us on the back all the time and say, hey, what a good job. Yeah, you look great. Hey, you're doing great. Yeah, really good. No, not really. I mean, I've always said as a chef, don't tell me how good my food is. I know it's pretty good, you know, but I want to improve. I want to grow. So tell me what's not right with it, what you would change, you know? Give me some constructive criticism. Um... This links into what I was listening to yesterday about parenting, how parents have become softer and softer, not, o- not only over-protecting their kids from nature, from dirt, from being outside, from the dangerous world, you know, full of terrorists and people that are going to just pop out from around the corner and kill the kid, um, creating this big bubble around them, this fluffy bubble, um, you know, even relating with other kids or let's say with adults you know telling them what to say make sure they don't make mistakes you know because maybe their reputation as a parent if the kid makes a mistake you make them look bad and blah 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 you could you know look at it from many different angles but the point being is that even parents nowadays they don't want to give their kids constructive criticism you know that father figure that's that's dissipated and yeah it's lovely to get uh, praise and it's lovely to be told that you're doing well and get credit when deserved but you can't be giving eighth place trophies you can't be just telling kids oh it's just it's all about you know playing it's 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 about being involved it's about um yeah you know it's not about winning it's about being involved it's about having a good time of course it's about all of them things but we can't we, we we've got to separate that from the bullshit you know, kids need to be told when they're not doing well. They need to be told they need to improve. They need to be told that coming fifth is not good enough sometimes, you know. They need to be pushed. And when going back to the father figure, which has been quite absent for, for decades now, even maybe a century or more, I don't know. Since um, the the Industrial Revolution, maybe, I was, I was listening to this yesterday from a guy. Um... He runs the Order of Man, I think he calls it. You know, how he, his experience as a younger man shew him that he wasn't really a man. And it was because he lacked the father figure growing up. And he had to teach himself through, I don't know, discipline and spending time around other men. You know, even just playing sports in men's teams is is good um, to develop um, manly traits. Um, whatever they may be but um yeah before we would have the father in our lives before the industrial revolution then fathers were you know they would go to work and they would spend most of the day away and then they'd come home whereas before they would be maybe on the farm on the on on the land and the and the boy would be with the father you know the father would have sorry the, the child would have the father there for guidance you know and uh, it makes a lot of sense uh, why not only femininity 
or feminism is on the rise, but masculinity in traits in men is becoming less and we're be- and, and men are becoming softer they're becoming more feminine they're becoming more um fragile um i mean i look at myself i look at myself i never really did any sports team sports growing up uh, my father wasn't around a load i did end up in the kitchen which is a very manly uh military pat- patriarchal uh, harsh environment and I couldn't handle it I couldn't handle it a lot of anxiety I didn't know how to deal with the stress and I left the, the industry because of that so I will own the fact that I am more of a feminine man I've talked about this before um, and this is a topic that you know we could talk about for hours but it is it is a fact that men are becoming more feminine there's part of me that wants to embody and re- relearn or you know discover this more manly masculine side of myself because i think it's needed it's needed you know in many different aspects of our lives and i know we can't fight evolution or nature but i think um whether you're a woman or a man developing mature masculine traits in uh ever more feminine world is important to balance it out otherwise it will yeah go go the other way i guess go from patriarchy to matriarchy i don't know if that's even pronounced correctly but uh we want to find a balance between the two you know and that's what, what we're always seeking so yeah that's all we have time for today i would love to talk more about this topic maybe tomorrow but uh yeah i'll leave it at that little recap we've talked about creating boundaries, healthy boundaries, and being a bit more selective about the the people that you relate with, who you spend time with, turning people down that you don't particularly want to relate with or even listen to, be able to, you know, turn people away um, in 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 a polite way, and give people constructive, harsh feedback when needed, um, be that masculine father figure in people's lives that most people haven't had growing up, um, yeah that's that's today that's today that's what's flowing i hope you enjoyed hope you took away something from this podcast today and i'll speak to you again tomorrow thanks again ciao for now